I think this goes without saying, but if um, if you don't know already, this is Alex Moisey. Liam, uh, a pleasure. It's been it's How been a while. You, How you been? Yeah, it's been it's been great, a while. Man. I think when the, when was the first time we met? We met. It's, it's the first business I've ever jumped into. That was, I mean, I think that was a time where you we. It was Astral Games, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, Astral Games, the first that, business. Mate, yeah. we used to sit in all these... It's the first time we started making money out of nothing, and I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Oh, I know. <laughs> when, when, you, when, you started, when you started that business as well, it was like, we would go and sit in Ollie's house. Uh, Ollie's done great as well with show media. Ollie, Ollie's done great, yeah. He's done really, really well. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons I sort of wanted to put this podcast together is because... I'm interested in understanding how people go from the positions we've all been in to the position you're currently in now. So obviously you entered the market that you've entered what, a couple of years ago. It wasn't a long, was it? It was like three years ago, August, 2020. Mm. Um, so I think if, we, if we're going to talk about that, let's go all the way back to the start. Yeah, man. And how someone could enter entrepreneurship to begin with. And, and I think I speak for everyone and yourself as well, that most of us had jobs in sales. Mm, yeah. Because that, we yeah. didn't go fucking college. So we didn't <laughs> do a trade. We didn't know how to brick lay. We didn't know how to plumb or be an electrician. Yeah. And we didn't want to do customer service because none of us have had customer service to deal with <laughs> yeah. that. And the next option for us that didn't require any skills was sales, which is probably one of the best skills for, for anyone to have, really. So, same as you. I think I've had every sales job you can think of. Yeah. And when I actually look back at it now, I didn't know it at the time, but when I look back at it now, the only reason I was doing sales is because, number one, I didn't know how to do anything else. And number two is because the uncapped commission sounded very attractive mm. in the sense that, right, so I can earn more than my basic salary. So we already had the intuition that we could potentially be entrepreneurs, yeah. but we just didn't explore that further because we didn't have the right guidance. We didn't have, like, I don't know, myself, I didn't have that, that father to guide me into doing that. He yeah. was a hard worker. He didn't know any better, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's the reality. And I suppose some explore that themselves by remaining curious and others just drown in the, the rat race. I think, well, I, I think we, we all start out in the rat race and at a young age, like we're, we're coming out of school and we're trying to integrate into the world, which is just like, partying and drinking which is where like I first came across you because we were yeah. we were around the same sort of town it's like we'd see each other out in town and you you know you see the same faces and doing the same things and like that's sort of our graduation into becoming a person and alongside that you're moving into a career that you're trying to figure out where you belong in that world and like you sales was where it started for me you know every job that I've had has been a customer facing role where I've had to try and negotiate or discuss something and, and sort of move them around to a, a way of thinking around a certain thing. So it's sort of interesting that we've both had a relatively similar start to life. No, absolutely. And I think most of us do anyways. But I suppose you've got two paths, right? Mm. And it's like, I think we, we've all picked the party path. Because it's great. <laughs> it's like, yo, girls, drink it. Oh, yeah. Let's go crazy here, you know? Yeah. And I suppose it was fun whilst it lasted, but... The years go by, you know, and then you, you get to a point and like myself, I've got three kids now and I've got another one on the way. So, wow. what the fuck am I going to leave them? <laughs> yeah. like, my fucking reels on Instagram from a night out. Oh, look at your dad. He was having a great time, you know. But yeah, yeah but dad, but we've like, got no home. Like, yeah, we, have, we need cars. Dad. So I suppose you kind of, you grow up and you think like, right, I can do more. And, and I think that's only going to come when you find 
something that you actually love doing, mm. you know, and with business, I suppose, especially when you show business and you, you enter this entrepreneurship world, you take on the stress because it's your stress at that point, you know, mm. and then you work a lot harder than you would in a job anyways, because yeah. you know, it's for you. And with myself, for example, I've had probably like, you know, yourself probably like what, five, six businesses. I remember when I got into real estate, everyone was like, oh, fucking hell, he's doing another thing now and another thing. And I think this is exactly when I'm going to tell people, like, don't listen to what your friends say. Don't listen to what your family says. You know, you got to remain curious mm -hmm. because if you don't, if you're not, if you don't stay curious, you're not going to find that what you love to do. Yeah. And if you listen to the comments that your peers or your friends or your acquaintances, people that I don't even speak to anymore myself now anyways, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm talking as close to as my father. Yeah. So... If you listen to them and you you let them embarrass you and you feel embarrassed by that and you don't act on actually doing something you would think you'd be great at, yeah. you're going to probably lose the opportunity of a lifetime, you know? Mm. So to anyone listening out there, if you feel like you need to do something, don't be concerned about what your friends say or what your mom says or anyone. Just go and do it because yeah. it's for you, you know? Unless they can advise you, and even then, unless they're in a position you want to be and you shouldn't take the advice anyway. I think where, where, where you're, you're right with that, and that's something that I've really struggled with in my past, is where, you know, you've believed in yourself that you, you I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it somehow. And, I, you know, I've written books, I've, you know, I've um, started businesses, I've had marketing agencies, I've done, I've tried everything because I, I've been curious enough to explore, but also I've had the courage enough to try. And, you know, even recently when it's sort of like, you know, I've, I've had some big failures in my life. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's part of the process, but those big failures have left me feeling not prepared enough to put myself out there again. And like, oh, I feel a bit, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to embarrass myself again. But like, you know, the, the positive impact that, that people like yourself have had on me watching what you've done, I'm like, do you know what? He's done that thing where he's he's picked himself up, picked himself up, picked himself up, and then he's gone, right, I'm going to go for this one now. And to see that you've actually made it work um is is what sort of helped me go and this is why i wanted to get you on first it was like if he if I, like, I know you yeah if you've done this and we were sat in the same rooms having the same conversation we respected yeah. each other we wanted to work together like why can't i do this exactly. so i've had to dust myself exactly. off and get back up exactly and i think you've you've nailed it on the head and i think i think the main question you need to ask yourself is what held you from going again you know because i know that we all have the hunger, especially on the entrepreneur, you keep going. Mm. But a lot of the times, the thing that pulls us back is the people around us. Yeah, 100%. The one thing that worked for me massively, and I think the best advice I could give someone, it's all good you doing it yourself, you know, but there's no one in the history of fucking man or woman that has done it alone. Mm. They all have uh, someone besides them, you know, whether it's a, a woman that supports you and shares the same vision as you, or a brother that supports you and shares the same vision yeah. as you alone. Some people make it, but only to a certain point, you mm -hmm. know. But for example, with with myself, and and I've got Zara next to me, and I know, like, I'm always chuffed to even know that even people like yourself that you know that I'm kind of inspiring from afar. I'm still chuffed to that to that extent. But part of my success comes down to the people around me as well, and there's not many of them. It's just it's just Zara at the moment. I said my partner. The rest is my kids. So my time kind of my spare time goes on these yeah. people because they're the only ones that give a fuck about how I feel yeah where I'm going and whether I'm gonna die or not you know yeah. no one else cares yeah and you go back to the times when you said when we were partying and I think a lot of the people a lot of people that majority of people that want to be successful 
are held back by the friends that they say they love, you know, on a night out, you'll have a pint, oh, fucking love you, brother, all, all of that. And the reality is they don't give a fuck about what's going on in your life. because That halts people from where they need to be. Because, like, I've been in, in those environments, and when I stopped drinking, you know, I stopped drinking a long time ago. When when I stopped drinking, I realised that, like, the things that I was doing... No one calls you out anymore. It's no like, one rings. Yeah, it's like, you're not drinking, fuck that guy, I don't even need to speak yeah. to him. And, then, like, at Christmas time, I'd see my friends, and, like, look, I understand what we're saying. Like, there's a difference between brotherhood and, like like friendship and, and like i've got brothers from 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 when i was younger that i used to spend a lot of time with and we would go out but they, they, there's a there's me that trying to pull away from not them but from the environment so it's not related to to them as individuals but i don't want to be in that environment yeah anymore. but you associate but the, the problem is and we get sucked to, back in by the love for them what it is you know and, and most people avoid the fact that certain people yeah. you associate with that environment. Mm. And and I'm, I'm a sucker for it as well. You yeah. know, I had habits same as everyone else. I've played, I've done cocaine, drugs, whatever, because you do. Because you, you, if you don't have that guidance and you hang around in that crowd, I'm not, I was probably the one that was influencing it's normal. people as well. Yeah, it's normal. So the, the re, what I'm saying is that I know there's certain people from, from my past life, for example, that when I used to see them, the first thing that will come into mind is like, oh, fucking, let's go on. Let's have a We're going out. Do you know what I mean? So it's actually the people. Forget the environment. <laughs> yeah. It's the people that you're around with because you're so, your mind associates and, and your mind is so powerful that you can associate happiness with a habit, anger with a habit, stress with a habit, people with a habit. Invite. Yeah. So your mind can, like an addiction, for example, you can associate associate trigger everything. Yeah, yeah, it can trigger anything, you know? Yeah. And you think like, oh, well, it's not me. But you know, it's everything to do with you and everything else. You just have to put yourself out of the whole environment, away from all those people. And I think the best thing that I read, and, and I've, I've posted it not, not, not long ago, is like, you can't, what is it? Let me read it. Because yeah. I don't want to say it the wrong <laughs> way. You know, you know, when you try and say like I'm smart, but no, no, let, <laughs> yeah. me, let me read it properly. That was it. Stop trying to create a new you in the same place around the same old people. Mm. You know, that the reality is the new you, it's going to be lonely. And it it's, is. It's, it's sad, but it is. It's like my biggest concern right now, and I'll be honest, if you're not concerned, like I'm looking around and, and I've worked with a lot of people now and I go into business with a lot of people and the business is very savage. Yeah. Um, where you think you build a relationship and it's my fault, but I've learned from every single, single um, opportunity I had now that... You go into business with people and you think, oh, it's a friendship, like they care and stuff. But the moment you don't benefit these guys anymore, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Done. And like, that's my, like, I'm not saying everyone's like that because I'm different. I'm looking for someone like, like the Tate brothers to have a brother next to me. Yeah. I'm an only child. If there was two of me, fucking hell, I wouldn't need anyone else, but yeah. there isn't. So I'm always looking for, for someone to be like, you know what? I can protect my family, but who protects me? You know? And I feel like I've, I've kind of had this, like almost like a, an attachment behavior where I'm like, I'm trying to find someone like that's, that's a good friend. But then I realized, you know what? My Zara, she's, she's my good friend. She cares about me. It's me yeah. and her against the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then he brings you back to, to that saying like uh, a great man has a great woman next to him, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's very important. And the time when the woman shares your passion and she's willing to go broke with you to achieve that goal, that's who's got your back. That's the ride and die element of it. Like I think a lot of men, in, particularly in like in the business world, like 
because we our belief system is completely inherently different in that well, I don't want to go and sit in a nine to five. I've done it. I don't want to do it. I want to build something for myself. But that comes with a certain element of insecurity. That comes with a certain element of risk. And like I'm changing from this. I'm changing from that. It's going to come with financial hardships. It's going to come with mistakes. That's going to come with, um, a, you know, 16 hour days that's going to come with doing things differently to everybody else and i believe that having the right woman beside you that goes i trust your vision and i will go through the hard times and i'll go through the good times with you but finding a brotherhood to do that with you is incredibly diff difficult now i'm fortunate enough that i have got some friends around me now that are all business owners that are all sober that are building something and when i call them they'll give me honest critique but yeah. they'll call me out on when i'm being a dickhead like if I say if I was to call one of them and talk about one of my one of the other mates, I'd be like, no, we don't do that. And the first time I ever heard that, I said something. <laughs> I said something about someone. I was like, oh fuck, what they think. But it was it was it was a flippant comment, right? But when somebody said to me, um, and I got a lot of respect from him, but it also shifted my reality yeah. when he said to me, we don't do that. He said, like, I understand why you said it, but I said we don't well, we talk don't, about yeah. we don't you do don't, that. Yeah. And I was like. Like that's the first time I witnessed integrity. <laughs> it's because it's not okay. We're not crowds. It was okay to do that. And yeah. it's like you only look. You can't expect to know everything. Liam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, our friends and our family is only going to judge us by our failures. You know, ultimately, yeah, but successful people, they're gonna they, when they see something in someone and they see that they genuinely want to achieve something, they don't care about the failures because in most cases, most successful people they had to fail massively to get this. All they yeah. can do is just tell you exactly what you've done wrong and what you need to do right. And my circle now, for example, extends outside of my business. You know, everyone does different things and you've probably seen pictures of the people I hang around with. And we don't just hang around, oh, let's meet up for a bit. There's like a certain event that we all meet up like once a month, once a day, one day, we'll catch up, we have a good laugh, but we're there for each other. But outside of that, my partner is, Zara is like the one that, yeah, she's my friend, she's this. And you know what, you've realized that you don't need anything. So I've got my kids at the weekends. I'm like, boom, the kids are fine. They're growing. I look after them. I mm -hmm. want to make sure that my son wants to grow up and be like, I want to be like my dad. Yeah. My daughter is going to find the next boyfriend and she's going to be like, she's going to have to compare him to me, yeah. you know? So I think that's my next goal now. Of course, financial financial freedom and stuff, which is more than enough. That, and I'm very grateful for it now, especially with the new house that I've got and everything. And yes, I want more. And I think that's probably one of the negatives of, being successful is because you get you want more you know you want more you the goals get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and i don't think there's anything wrong with that no. i think the the major negative of, of being successful of trying to be successful anyways is not having big enough goals is allowing people to laugh when you say something that's outside of their belief system yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like i say to people i want a fucking private jet they're like oh watch me fucking fly through your house when I fucking get it, you know? <laughs> watch, me. watch me fucking but just doing like, it's like it's yeah. like do you know what I mean and then it, it gets to the point and again I put a post the other day it's like mm. you know you get people that you they people that inspire like for example I'm myself and I don't want to blow my trumpet but like I get people that say to me like oh you inspired me and I'm like I'm chuffed because I'm like I don't mean to, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm just being myself, you yeah, know? And yeah. I finally found, I think the reason I'm so successful in this industry is because I finally found something that I genuinely love spending time to do, you know? And I don't find that stressful work. And because I'm allowed to, to be myself, 
like my genuine my genuine self that just shows other people that you know what this guy's genuinely fucking happy what he's doing yeah he's he's come from from nothing and he's he's built something so yeah. maybe that is inspiring you know it is inspiring but can i ask a question go for it because i, I i've i've struggled with this and i think a lot of people do is this understanding on how to actually um stand in who you are because i've known you for a number of years and the essence of you has never changed right but then there was a time where you just shifted into yeah the man you are now like there was there a moment where you were like do you know what fuck it i'm going for it like because we talk about all of the, this is part of what i wanted to do these Massive, discussions yeah. for like Very is there a part question. is there a time where you went like you would fucked you've you've you've, you've struggled again you've you decided to stop this business and Very start the question. next and like when is it that you've had those moments because this is what i think that well that's giving me goosebumps because i know the exact moment Go for it. And, and I know exactly how, how you transform back in yourself. And it's like, what was the lead up to that moment? And like the experience like, and then what happened in that moment? Life is funny, man. You get born, you don't know anything. You don't remember anything. You don't know. You just, you just turn up, mm -hmm. right? Like, fucking what's going on? Who is everyone? What are you all doing here? You know? Yeah. Then you, you, you have all this trauma for childhood that you're not even aware of, you know, yeah. things that happen, but your, your conscious mind keeps them. And then you, you go through your next stage, you go into little like adulthood, childhood and adulthood and whatever. And then you lose yourself through adulthood. If you don't have guidance, you lose yourself. Then you, you start picking up information from people. So you don't know who you are anymore because you have to adapt as an individual. You have to adapt to impress your peers and impress girls and fuck knows who else that, that literally has no relevance to your life, you know? So you become someone you're not. And then the abuse of alcohol and drugs completely lose whoever the fuck you are like you completely lose yourself yeah. and then you don't know you don't know who you are anymore you yeah. don't know what you want you're concerned everything's a problem then after that another phase comes where you kind of find out who you are and what you want and you try go for it then i feel like you have to go for another phase where you go to your lowest right and i think my phase when i went to my lowest was the food plug when i was working in the kitchen and the lockdown yeah. happened and i was working seven days a week i fucking hated work remember that mm. and i've been put in a place to work seven days a week 15 hour days wake up at 6 a.m leave there at 12 1 a.m and again and again and again and again and again and again and you again. built that prison for yourself and I, and you? and yeah and I, I put myself in there then I, I remember i've lost so much weight i was like i'm 95 kilograms now you know i'm fucking doing pull-ups king of pull-ups here you know but <laughs> um i remember when i went down to like nearly like 73 kilograms I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking water. Like, I know people say depressed, but you can become depressed because you, like, like you said, perfect example, I've built my own prison mm. and not spending time with family, friends, nothing. I completely isolated myself yeah. and I put myself in a place of despair. And I remember driving to the place and I was like, I just want to crash the fucking car into a wall. Just, I think that's the only way that I don't have to go there. Mm. And that's like, that's what your mind thinks. That, that's what your mind starts doing. So desperately looking for a way out and that was the shift i needed because it's like you have to almost put and not intentionally but if you could do it intentionally put yourself in probably the worst position in your life to hate everything so that then when you come out of it you're released and your true self can come out mm. and even then you're going to have a lot of work to do you know but i think i feel like the only way to kind of expose your true self is by going 
as low as you possibly can be. Yeah. You know, no money, stress, debt, gambling, everything you fucking can. Go and do it all. Some people don't have to go there. But if you want to become your best version of yourself, go and put yourself in the worst position you've ever been in. Whether it's unintentional or intentional. And I know it sounds scary because it fucking is. But you're never going to be free if you don't know how bad it can be. Well, when you, I love what you said there about, um, you know, you were, you built this prison for yourself out of the same desire, the same person that you were, the same desire to build something and make a business. You effectively was like, right, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to make this a success. But before you knew it, you're like, you've built a prison for yourself. You have to go there and be there all day and yeah. put the time in, the effort, and the effort and the energy to build the business. And then you realize like, oh yeah, this is not how to do it because, but now how do I break free from that? And like, if I was to draw some ex an example from that, like I hit a bit of pretty bad depression the back back end of last year. Like, no matter what job I've ever had, I've always wanted a bit more. I've always wanted to be free, and I've always wanted to to develop something. And you know, I got to a point where, like, I'm sure, I don't know whether you'd seen, but I had fucking the, the car, I had the, the income, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the I had the home, I had the missus, I had the kids, and everything, right? And a couple of bad decisions, yeah, based out of my ego, right? Because I made a bad decision in my relationship. I made a bad decision in my, my, my career. And then I got it all of a sudden, it all came down on ahead at the same time. So in Hold February, right. I, so I just moved out of my, 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 my home with the, with the kids. So I've moved out of there and then lost my job. I lost my income. I lost my car. I lost everything. Yeah. And then I started to go on a bit of it. Like it was like, Right, so I was like, brilliant. The universe has stripped me of everything. Yeah, let's start again, yeah? Three months, I had legals. I had fucking non-competes. I had letters coming out of my head. Like, I was panicking. I could, I could work. I couldn't work. I couldn't start my business. The guy that I'd gone into business with initially, and this is what really stood with me, um, I taught him everything he knew about my, our business, my business, yeah. yeah? He was covering the marketing side of it. He decided to go against me. Yeah. Yeah, because of the legals, he was like, oh, I don't want to work with you. And he's carried on doing what I taught him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I got left with nothing. And I've had to build, like, I've had to build a business from scratch. Right. And, you know, the difficulty that I've experienced over this year has been that moment where I've had to flourish. And the difficulty I found is people have watched me and I've, I've heard the discussions going on around me of people saying, Liam's this, Liam's that, Liam's trying this, Liam, like, who does he think he is? It's like, no, no, Liam's trying to rebuild himself from zero, regardless of what you think happened. Like, it's just irrelevant. I'm trying to rebuild myself as the person I want to be. And while, myself, you're, yeah. and people, while you're in that process, everyone's like trying to hold you to the old version of you. Well, you're you're this. You did no, no. You, you did this then. Well, okay, yes, I did that, but I'm sorry, and I won't do that again because I'm learning. You don't even need to apologize. I think what, what everyone you know forgets I mean? is that. Sorry, I'm gonna wrap. No, but, no, but it is frustrating, you know, because I, I hear those comments. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm off. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm off. You, you're still there. So I think yeah. it comes down to the like the only people that are gonna talk are the people that that think they know you. Hmm. Do you get what I mean? But no one truly knows who you are because you didn't know who you were until this point. Because, like I said, the only true form comes out when there's nothing left. You know, that's hmm. when your true form comes out. And it's like yeah. you have to go under pressure. You know, that's the that's saying about like diamonds going through pressure and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. that is the true saying. It's the same for a reason. And 
the best people like what was that there was a saying that joe rogan said and he's like hard times create weak people weak yeah. people create hard times then something about then then good times, then good times create yeah. strong people yeah. no good times create weak people yeah hard, then weak people hard create hard, strong people. that's yeah well you do that, that's like that. there anyway yeah. so i suppose is you you have to go through through a shift for for yourself and i think even when i came out of the the food plug and i got into real estate i was so free you know but unfortunately i was still like clouded with the habits and that and um but the best thing about it was that i was allowed to be myself and yeah. i was like cool i'm just gonna be myself i'm just gonna just gonna take this by the horns and i remember the first day when uh when i started real estate and i well not the first day, it's like a month in and i had my first meeting mm. like obviously my mom full of rings earrings i don't give a fuck tattoos hair this is who i am yeah and the the old guy i'm not gonna say his name unless it pays me for for marketing um he called me and he's like oh you need to take the rings off in the earrings before you go into the meeting i was like listen i was like i'm gonna go into this meeting like this i was like if you have a problem with that i'll just go somewhere else there's no problem and he was like do you know what do what you want and to this day here i am you know i turn up in meetings in tracksuits and stuff because i've understood one thing i've understood about about business about sales is that no one gives a damn how you dress yes it's, it is impressive i do like looking good it's nice to look good but when you build strong relationships with people before you even have the meeting they don't care what you come up like because they've built a relationship with if you've built being. a relationship with that person like the thing is is people if people know you for who you are and you've got that element of like i'm happy to be myself if i'm going to a meeting and i'm wearing a tracksuit and they're there and they know like that doesn't matter what i turn up in because i've built that credibility yeah like i think we're we're where, where we have to become like, because I'm covered in tattoos myself and I deal with business owners and, you know, I'm, I'm helping source funding and capital for <laughs> businesses. Yeah. Like half a million quid, three, 200. Because those was the glasses on yeah. when you take them yeah, off. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Put them back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me wait to <laughs> But, you know, if, if my capacity of, of my ability to understand how I can help a business is drawn down to by what I look like, like obviously there's natural attributes to like, if you're charming and you're you you're you know you're attractive and you you look after yourself and you go to the gym and you train and you have a, a physical appearance to you you're going to have a better credibility than someone that turns up that's got their belly hanging out the suit that hasn't done oh, their but it's, it's, I see I, I like even with that I'll, I'll tend to, I think it comes down to our energy as a person and how we feel you know because it's like you can radiate something to someone yeah even if you're wearing a tracksuit you can radiate someone i can walk into a room and i know it's my room yeah people will look at me but maybe because the way i look but maybe because the energy i carry with me and you can send the top agent at whatever agency you want to send and you can put them against me in a room and i'll get that for i'll get the meeting before them you know because of, of who i am i can be in a tracksuit and i'll still speak to that owner better because i know how to build a relationship and i think going back into business into any type of business listen I work with high net worth individuals, millionaires, billionaires, celebrities, footballers, and some of them maybe don't know the sales, sales tactics, you know, but they are very financially, like a lot further financially than, than me or you. Mm. So they know the sales tactics. They've been through it. They probably had to do it themselves. So if you try and use this kind of tactic on one of them, they're, they're going to eat you straight away. So the only way, the reason my brand blew like this is because I was able to be myself and I guess these people are looking for people. They're sick of employees. They have employees around them all the time. They're sick of telling people what to do. I think they got to a point now where they want someone to tell them what to do in the sense like, this is what needs to be done. They want to fucking sit at home 
rest in knowing that the most prized asset, like the property, is in good hands. Yeah. You know? They don't want to sit there and be like, fuck, you know, he hasn't given me an update yet. They know, do you know what? The property's with Alex, he'll, he'll call me when he needs to give me an update. It's a different, it's a different conversation. I think in every aspect of business, this is what people put their faith in. It's someone that they can put their faith in and be like, I've got faith in the guy, I can go on holiday, we'll come back and we'll, we'll get an update then. I don't need to get, get, get worried. And it's very important to have that, that credibility. And that only comes through, through experience, I suppose, but also by being genuine. It's delivery, like for me, like, and this is why my business exists, right? So similar to your business, right? There's thousands of people in the market. So there's thousands of finance brokers. There's thousands of estate agents, right? And when it comes to commercial finance, you can call a brokerage. You can inquire with a brokerage, yeah? Not only have you got to get through to somebody that has the competency, not only to understand what your business does and is, but explain that to a lender where they're going to want to give you a quarter of a million quid, which is not, it's not the same as like just applying for a credit card or anything like that. It's a very complex situation. So my business is not about me doing that deal. My business is about understanding where you, you, where your business wants to go and I'll place you with the exact right individual that will yeah. close that deal for you. So you know that rest assured that you've just spoken to me. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm yeah. trying to help you understand what we can do or what can be done. And I'll say, right, do you know what? I know the exact right guy. The same is in any company. There's like a brokerage I work for, one of the best in the country, biggest. Um, there's 20 members of staff, right? And the top three were the same three or four every month. And I mean, like five to 10 times more commissions than, yeah, than everyone yeah, else. Was, yeah? yeah. So th arguably they are the most competent, not because they're, they're, um, well, they are special in their own rights, but the competency of those individuals, like you can't guarantee that you're going to get that person on the phone when you call that brokerage. No, of course, yeah. Because you're of just course, calling, yeah. you're calling them, and, and and because the brokerage has to be fair, they'll just hand the lead out here, there, and everywhere until it gets back to them. They naturally want to give them the leads because yeah. you want to give well, it yeah. to your best player. Of but course, you've got to cross the ball into everyone. Yeah. So for me, I, I see, I, I, like, I, I get that part of a business, but at the same time, I believe that people need to earn a lead. Yeah. You know, before they even get a lead, yeah, it's yeah. not about being fair anymore. Life ain't fucking fair. Yeah. They realize. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I do understand that concept. But for example, my agents. I'm not just going to give a fucking lead to someone that just sat at home, but then I've got another agent that is doing everything they possibly can yeah. to get business and they get business. He's going to get the fucking lead. Oh, yeah. the other one sits at home and I'm not just going to sit there and be like, oh, you're right, do you want to eat? No, mate, got to go hunting. You know, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, is yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. Some people get a bonus. It is what it is. But um, I think going back in, into the business that you do and, and everything else like that is, the problem we have, there's, there's a myth around services, you know, where whether it's real estate, whether it's mortgage, whether it's solicitors, you know, there's, there's, there's a few competent, but then the problem is, is the fact that the myth is that everyone else is the same in that type of service, you know, because yeah. people have been stung so many times, you know, people are just kind of fed up because they probably heard the same story. So it doesn't matter 100%. how much you give. So the best way to, to fight that back with is thankfully with social media. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you need to be on social media. You need to be posting about the, the good times, about the, the bad times. Uh, you need to post horror stories and you need to build your personal brand and you need to start, just start getting people to like you for who you are, you know, completely doing the complete opposite of what everyone else is doing. Because if you look at the real estate industry, every agent does the same shit. In most cases, flagships won't even allow the agents to build a personal brand because why do they want someone to be known? You know, everyone from Savills or Knight Frank, they know my name. 
I don't know one guy's name that works at this company. Like one. <laughs> yeah. But I, I put it on. I put it on Instagram the other day. How many people from this company search up my name? I, I blocked every company in real estate on my Instagram's blocked. Savills, whoever they are blocked them because I don't care what they do. I don't care about my competition. I don't market like my competition. I don't sell properties like my competition. I couldn't give a fuck what they do. I don't <laughs> care. I, literally, I don't care. I want to learn marketing. I look at Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Them guys know how to market. Look at what they're doing. With, do you know what I mean? Learn from them. Yeah, yeah. You want to sell property? Fuck, I look, at, I look at top agents in the world. And I'm like, fuck that guy as well. I'm better than him. Yeah. But it's like, this is where... I suppose successful people have have this, and I, I was reading about this. They have this thing in common. It's called the superiority complex. When it, you don't think you're better than him as a person, but you're better than him at the job. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at people that've been in the industry for fifty years, and I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm better, mm. but not because I'm rude. It's because I'm like, there's nothing that I can do that this guy does better than me. He's old. He's nearly sixty years old. He's like, he's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's he's had his time. The only thing he's got on me is the time he's been in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And when I first started this, this job, and you can go to the bottom of my page on, on Instagram and look at the first video I put. I said, I'm the best in this fucking game. I didn't even know clue about it. I didn't even sell a property. But I knew what I wanted because I've decided at that moment in time, I was like, right, this is what I'm going to be doing. I don't want like, I'm, I'm over 30. I'm 35 now. I don't want to keep changing things now. So I found what I want. I found one great art. I found something that inspires other people to do the same. There's a lot of opportunity for someone. And... I want to own some real estate, you know, and I want to know everything about it. And if I can help, help, help people in the process of it, great. And I can leave, I want to leave an estate to my kids, you know, yeah. we ever played that fucking IDR too. And you just sit there and you're like, I want an estate like that. I want, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to leave something to my kids, like a bit of land. And do you get what I mean? It'll be nice. I think it's important to understand like my, 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 my got like, I've got my own goals in life. And I, I know you, you've, you've, you've sort of moved yourself into a place where your goals are becoming a reality. Like, is, that, is that your house? Yeah. Gangster. Beautiful house, isn't it? Beautiful. Beautiful house. Beautiful Imagining house. from January to March, we were broke. Really? I didn't pay. I'll show you the letters I used to have. Same as you. I was getting letters left, right, saying it's like this is this is a good story, actually, before we get into it. So in January this year, I, I was already unhappy with a lot of things at the previous breakage. A lot of things. Um, and I was like, you know what? I was speaking to Zara, it's like we start ourselves. Zara was a top agent at JLO in Knightsbridge and Marshall Parsons in Fulham. These are big agencies. And um, she was great at what she does, but she knew the corporate and the high street model. I knew the self-employed model. So we also knew what's good in them, but we also knew the flaws they have and the cracks. So it was like, we can patch these cracks. It's very easy to patch them with facts. So let's just do that. And anyways, I was like, you know what? No, I'm loyal to this guy, whatever. I'm just going to keep going. I've built a lot here. I was bringing, I had a team of 20 people. They were bringing in like 1 million pounds of fees in a month. That's a lot of money, you know? And if I left, all that will go. And I was like, you know what? It's probably just a, a tough time for him. He's just being a bit of a dick for no reason. Rather that, then the 5th of January came. I, I was literally in a meeting with a client and I just signed the contract in um, Sun Caulfield. Yeah, yeah. 3.5 million, 2.5% plus yeah. marketing, like 1,000 pound or something. All right. So for anyone that doesn't understand us, what's that? 48, uh, 60, 66,000 pounds. Of, of commission there, you know, just like that. And I come out and I read these messages from, from, from him, from, from my old um, boss, let's call him that, or partner, as he used to call himself to me, you know, but boss apparently. And it was like something, oh, if you do that again, you can go, right, da, 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 da. And I was like, on the 5th of January, I was already like in two months about it anyway. Mm. And my lid popped. I was like, you know what, man? I was like, I'm sick of these threats. And I was like, I'm gone. 
And he was like, oh, you know, we can we can talk about it. But I was like, no, 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 Same day, Zara's pregnant. I'm like, come on, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like why are you doing it? I was like, I looked up. I was like, we're doing this again, are we? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, we, yeah. I was like, we're doing this again. Yeah, I was like, you want to fuck with me? Because I was like, I'm not in the right mind. I'll go out and I'll buy something. I'll just carry on. I'll, I'll be on a three-day bender. And um, I was like, right, 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 right. But like, I'm a man. Men don't go back on their word. If you go back on your word, you, you're like, you're going to suffer. Yeah. You know, you're going to suffer the consequences. So I was like, I can't go back on my word. I've got to be stubborn. We can't yeah. go ahead with this. And we, we looked at each other. We had a bit of money left. And was like, bro, I looked at her. I was like, I ain't getting a job. And she was like, I ain't getting a job. But I was like, let's start it. And I was like, crest. I was like, let's start it. Let's, let's go going. And yeah, funny yeah. enough, the same day, there was a van in front of me. But like, we already decided on the name of the business. And there's, there's, there was a van in front of me. And it was fucking crests. And I was like, get the fuck out of it. I was like, I'm like, yeah, my boys man. don't do that. So I was like, this is our sign. I was like, take how you want. You want to be spiritual, be spiritual. You don't want to be spiritual, whatever you want. It's up to you. I was like, for me, it works, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, we got to it. We, we spent all the last money we had on uh, on getting compliance, on getting right move, on, on just getting getting everything set up to, to get it moving, you know? And uh, all the money we had, I mean, like, we, we couldn't pay any bills credit cards every day, every day. I was like, I was sitting there, we were looking at each other. I was like, fuck, I was like, the only money we wanted is for us to eat and to make sure that my dog eats, uh, Cleo. It was yeah. like a big 60 kilogram cane course. So I was like, she needs to eat. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, God, there's always kilos of food, like 70, 80 pounds a week of food. And um, yeah, man, until March, we've been tested. Like our relationship's been tested, you know, because at this point, I suppose for a pregnant woman, all she wants from a man is to protect her and provide. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? And all you can do as a man is feel like, fucking hell, I can't do this, you know? But that wasn't the case. The case was that we were both in this together. You know, we both made that decision and we both stuck together and fuck me. If there's anyone that supported me the way she did. Yeah. Like if anyone had anyone around them to support me the way she did, you know, yeah. and, and just support the man because that's what everyone wants from a woman. And when you do have that partnership with a woman, forget the guy, when you have that partnership with a woman, yeah. you are unstoppable because nothing else matters because she's giving you the, the extra energy and yeah, power yeah. you as a man need, yeah. you know? If you have, if there's man and man, you can go well, it's another battle in the household you don't need. If you've already got a battle on, if you've got a war against the world to try and build something, exactly. you don't want to go home and have another, like, are we wrestling here and all? Like, I'm knackered for um, all this. Remember, um, like, a man and a man is like, it's two of the same energies. You can go far. But a man and a woman, mm. this is a balance of energies you fucking shoot to the moon. Yeah, it's man. a different type of energy, you yeah. know? And a woman, there's no way a, a man, sorry, a man can't make you feel worse than a woman can. And a man can't make you feel any better than a woman can. Remember that. So what that means is that if she wasn't happy, she could have destroyed me, made me feel about that big. Because yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't the man I was supposed to be. I wasn't there to provide what she needed at that, that moment in time, especially as pregnant and stuff. But instead she was like, because I left, you need to remember, I left, I had about 125 grand worth of sales with my old company. And I could see on Instagram being completed and people were getting this commission and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was like, hold yeah, on a minute. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, what is this the right thing? Yeah. Um, but bro, there's there's a verse in the Bible. There's like, it doesn't matter what tomorrow, what tomorrow brings, because God is always with you. I'm religious, I'm spiritual, and we just push through it. She supported me, she was there, she she elevated me as a man. She like I've done everything a man should do without having the money because I believe we live in a world now where 
as a man, you need to have money, which is complete bullshit because I've, within that time, I've learned what it takes to be a man. You know, you can still provide. You don't need money to provide. You know, you can still go out there and cut wood. You can still fucking make food. You can still, like, I was growing fucking vegetables to eat. I'm not kidding you. Mm. Thankfully, we lived in uh, in Cambridge and we had, like, a vegetable garden. We had potatoes. So I was like, fucking, we got potatoes. We chips, bash potatoes. We, we're good, you know? Um, look, we weren't dying of hunger. But what I'm saying is bills weren't being paid. Rent wasn't getting paid. Mm. We had rent. We just moved from London into, into Cambridge here. Um, rent wasn't getting paid. All the credit cards were, like, getting paying, getting paying. And it was like, fucking, oh, what we're going to do? And I just sat there and I was like, you know, I was like, fuck all of these, man. I was like, just fuck them all. I was like, I've got nothing to give you. I was like, what can I do? Mm. I rank every business and every company. I was like, bro, I, was like, I can't pay you. I was like, what are you going to pay me? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I've got no job. I've got no money coming in from anywhere. My mum ain't giving me money. Her mum ain't giving her money. I was like, we ain't got money. I was like, it is what it is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We had enough to eat and just make sure that she obviously was pregnant and everything like that, which, which was very stressful. But then... I suppose that made me more into a man because we realized this is when you're together and you support each other, that's fine. That kind of annihilates and, and kills every other worry. You're alive, you love each other, you're, you're happy there, you know? Yeah. So you can do all you can. All we can do, bro, as, as humans is do our best, you know, of what we know. So I started cutting wood, I started training, like, and, and I just learned how to be a man, I suppose, uh, even more than what I knew. Uh, in March, we've launched, and by May, end of May, We've moved into our first 1.5 million pound home. Like 22 million pounds worth of sales since since March, since launch, a 2.5% commission. Wow. Agreed and completed in 100% of the sales. So you see, you're always going to get tested. And most people break when the real test comes and they run back. Yeah, shall I get a job? Shall you know I just mean? go and do what's easy? Like I could have done the same thing at the start of this year. It's like I had a choice. I had nowhere to live. I was staying on somebody's sofa. I got, mate, I got to move over to, so I got moved to Bedford, stayed at my mate's flat. He, he was like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with a girl. You can stay at my flat. And then two weeks later, they separated. So then he's come so back. Far. So then there's five, there's, there's me in here. You're looking for easy ways. Yeah. <laughs> then, that, like, I'm really lucky. I found, I found a flat over in Milton Keynes. I've been living there for a little while. But all of a sudden, it's all just gone tick, 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 tick. And then we've had, you know, a marketing agency that have said that they're going to promise us the world and they all promise the world. And then, you know, they've cost us an arm and a leg. And, you know, we're now, we're now in this transition where we've, we've finally started to see it go tick, tick, tick. But in that six month period where I just wanted to quit, where like I've had moments where I didn't want to be here anymore. I've had moments where I thought like, I'm going to give up. And for me sitting here on this podcast, talking about what I'm doing is me actually fulfilling the thing that I said that I was going to do. And that's becoming the person that I said that I was going to be. And like, you know, the, the next 12 months, 18 months, while this business builds and develops, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And it's going to be something that I know that I need to go through. But do you think it, like it can work? Do you, do you believe the business well, yeah? It's, it's, it's a tried and tested model. Okay. It it just let it work. It will. And I think, like, I don't know, like, I'm a spiritual guy. Like, I, I think Zara's very spiritual and she's helped me kind of explore that a bit more. Mm. Uh, and I'm not talking about sat there fucking like, wearing weird clothes and hugging trees. I'm talking about the sense of, of meditating in the sense of spending time with myself in the sense of when I go to sleep for five, ten minutes before I go to sleep, I, I meditate. Sure. And I don't, like, you, I think people misunderstand meditation. You're not supposed to then think about the problem. You're supposed to then just think about nothing. And that your answers will come. Exactly. Right? Your answers will come. And, and as I've practiced this process, what I've understood is that 
what I'm building here is fucking immense, like immense. But I've also understood that I could do it. Like, I feel like I'm not a patient guy. I'm like, I'm very like, come on, get, get things going. I know what needs to be done. Let's go, go, let's get going. Why is that guy not giving me his 12 million pound property? I'm yeah. getting fucking angry. Why is that dickhead selling that property? Then what I've understood, I was like, bro, hold on a minute. I was like, these companies, they've been in business for like 30, 40 years. I've already done more than most of them in three years. Um, we've only launched in March. We're fucking way ahead. I've already done more than what I've done in two years whilst I've done this. So I think we, we, most of us forget how to be grateful. Yeah. Most of us forget how to be grateful. And we all complain about everything that's going wrong because it's easier because I'll oh, fucking this and that. Then I'm like, when I sit there and like, I just spend time with myself. I'm like, okay. So I start with that. I'm like, look, that's fine. That's things that wouldn't happen. But what's going great in my life right now? Do you know what I mean? Then I feel like, what's happening great? What am I grateful for? Then the moment you start being thankful for those, even if it's nothing big, mm. but it's there, like, for example, you didn't have a place and you can just sit there and be like, fucking hell, at least I got somewhere to sleep. I've got a flat now. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. Think about them. You're better now than you were six months ago. And you all of a sudden, you start feeling calm. You're like, fucking hell, it could be a lot worse. There's people out there that would fucking pay anything to be in the position you are. Oh, yeah, I think I've, I've what I sort of, I kept telling myself, and like, you know, I went through a bad depression at the back end of last year, but then I come come out of that, right? And, you know, I'm involved in a men's mental health group, which I think is important. It's like a brotherhood of men trying to get better than themselves. And what, what I've got from this whole process is like, there, no matter what's happening in my outside world, that if I can manage how I feel in that moment and, and manage my emotions around it all and accept the position that I'm in, I get to choose how I move forward. And you know, delivering against the person I want to be every day doesn't mean that I'm going to get results today. But if I continue to deliver against the person that I am and the person that I want to be, I Must will be. see the results. So it's like, you know, I, I get get to a point sometimes where I think it's so important to that my intent with my business is to only provide the very best service for my clients. My clients are both sides of the fence, brokers and business owners. Yeah. So I want, I want to be able to provide the very best connections for both people. So they both get the best thing that they need out of that situation. Yeah. And I've done my job correctly. And that's what I'm really excited about because I know that there's a problem over this side. There's a problem over this side. Everyone's selling all the time. They're like, as a business owner, you'll know this, yeah. the language it's always being sold to you're a business owner, you're a business owner, you're a business owner, you're a business owner. It's like, Yes, I'm a business owner. I know I don't want what you want right now. But if you're good at what you do and you keep telling me what you do, one day I'm going to go, yeah, this geezer, I'll go speak to him because I've watched him. I trust him. It's, it's, it takes it takes time. And I think the one thing you probably need to take out of this yourself as well is like how shit the start of the year was, mm. you know, and how far you've come since then. And 100%. you just got, you just got like, I've got this exercise. And one thing that was lacking massively is discipline. And I think most of us do in, in a lot of yeah. cases, in a lot of cases, because 100%. you tended to live how you wanted on your own terms for a long time, you know, doing this, drinking that, sniffing this, eating that, smoking that. So you're like, you, you live life on your terms and you completely, you have no guidance, you have no parents there to discipline you and you're just like fucking, oh, memento mori, I live, what I want, you're going to yeah. die, whatever. And I was like, right, bro, I was like, what? am I lacking on right now? What do I need to improve on? And I've always done this. And I think for my whole life, I've always done this once at least. Like, for example, before I remember when I was insecure about my legs because I had like very skinny legs, unfortunately. I was like, right, motherfuckers, I'm going to train the legs. Like, 
two, three times a week. We've got great legs now. Do you know what I mean? I'm like that. I'm like, I'm like look at these. Yeah, look but at like, what I'm saying is you have to work on things that you're lacking, you know? And if you really can't build things that, obviously, for example, if you really are lacking on certain things that you're just not good at, find someone next to you that can complement those those skills that you're lacking. Mm. Um, but I think a good exercise for, for everyone to, to take today is you need to be better tomorrow than you were today. You know, so the, the way to do that is try and discipline yourself on something. Work on something every single day, right? For example, my, my trainers gave me this exercise. So bef be, uh, before every workout, I need to do like five minutes of rowing. I'm beating my record every single single day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm, I've got to 1,260 meters. Then I'm like 1,263. So like, because I want to beat that, I go so fucking hard on that machine. People are looking at me. I'm like, I'm like, there in the last minute, I'm like, ah, ah. I'm like, oh, you know, they look at me like, fucking relax, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm like, but I don't care because I'm there by myself. I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. And when yeah. you put that in your head, and it's like, this is why I'm so addicted to the pull-up button. You've seen it every day. I wake up, I'm like, I'm up at six. I go around, deal around the house. I've spent 30 minutes making a coffee. I told you, I got this like 1,200 pound coffee machine. And it's like a whole barrister thing. I'm like, I'm there. I'm like, ask caramel, fucking this. I'm like, steamers, everything's going off. But I fucking wanted that. Zara got it for my birthday. She knows how much I love good coffee, funny enough. And um, then I go like, and first thing I do, I'm like, boom, as soon as it's like 7.30 here, I'm like, boom, I'm on that pull-up bar. And I'm like, right, my fuck, I'm like, I'm doing another one today on top of what I did yesterday. Yeah. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there. I start getting migraine because I didn't drink enough water. But <laughs> it's a very good exercise for you to, to try and be better, you know? And, and it's, it's, it doesn't matter if someone's better than you down there, you know? It's like, you're better than what you were yesterday. And that's fucking important. But it's a bit so this is where i think people get stuck and and one thing i think people can take from this is um it may seem like a big job to try and change who you are to become the person you want to be but this whole healing journey is not about these big monumental traumas that you've got to repair and these big forgivenesses it's like right these things that i'm doing aren't serving me and they've come from a place of where i didn't know what i was doing yeah. because i wasn't looking after myself i wasn't looked after whatever the thing is and because i wasn't you know i was bullied at school or i was fat or this girl broke my heart like we look at all of these things that have made who we are right and what we have to do is begin to accept the fact that right the this moment i'm not the person i want to be but i can step into that person by doing the things that i believe that person would do so i love that you're, for, you're so on. every day i get up <laughs> and i'll go right today I don't have to think like, like people do this thing where they plan out like oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and like right stop stop this six month fucking plan <laughs> today <laughs> like, yeah, today honor your own fucking wishes and get up at six go to the gym yeah train and then go to work right just start there do that for a week and the next week, add something else into that. So it becomes, it becomes a habit. And then you, you then you have to like, so the whole diet thing, people are like, how do you diet? How do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, stop looking for the quick thing and focus on the 24 hour window that you've currently got. Cause you ain't doing it ne on next Tuesday, right? Today, figure out today is a day where I will go and do, I'll walk 12,000 steps. I will eat the food that I need to do and I'll go to the gym. And if I do that for a long enough period of time, I'm going to be shredded. Bro, what do you know what? You fucking absolutely nailed it on the head. That's probably the best, genuinely the best way to explain it. Because after that, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go on a diet. So you start diet in one go and tomorrow I'm like, fuck, 
this diet. Yeah, yeah. You ain't done anything. It's made me feel like shit. Yeah. But if you progressively and consistently work slowly towards achieving a goal, you're going to become a monster because you're going to become more and more obsessed with achieving that goal. You know, you so, negotiate. We like if we if we yeah, as people like, can't negotiate, we can't stop negotiating with ourselves. Like, oh, I'm going to do this, but then it's like, well, I've had a hard day, so I'm going to have yeah. this chocolate <laughs> yeah, bar. It's like, well, just there, like, you uh, have negotiated the shit part of you has just negotiated with the good part of you, yeah. and you've allowed the shit bag to win. So actually, what I'll do to myself is I'll say, right, shit bag, <laughs> on Sunday, you can come out and for for three hours. We will eat what we want. We will do what we want. We'll sit in our pants. We'll watch telly and you can have a bit of a rest. Yeah. <laughs> but this week I'm going to do all my cardio. I'm going to eat all my food. Yeah. I'm going to make this amount of phone calls. I'm going to sit at my desk for this amount of time. I'm going to walk this amount of steps. And just then I'll tell you what I've been in, I've been in sub, sub 10% condition. I've been in fat condition. Yeah. I've been in, Loads of money. I've had no money. I've had nice cars. I've had shit cars. I've had all of the the the, the in betweens. Yeah, right? in balance basically. You're yeah, like that at the moment. You're like, fuck it. What do you want from me? <laughs> like, I I know that having more of the things that I want, so additional money, additional time, and additional um freedom. But the the biggest freedom I have ever found is from my self loathing. Like when you when you don't honor what you say and you know, I fell off the diet again and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like you fat mess you've ruined it again, yeah. or like you should have done this today and you haven't done it and every time you lie to yourself you end up in a position where you don't trust yourself. Yeah, yeah. If you don't course. trust yourself, no how are you going to execute again anything? But the, the problem is if you don't trust yourself, the person next to you won't trust you either. Like no. imagine again like having a partner. Or brother whatever and you're saying mm. i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that yeah then you just sat there still fat a month later and you're like yeah and how's that difficult. going so you, the problem is is, is this is this is really bad because especially for men and this is the man cave right um if you have a partner right and i know there's a lot of people that go through divorces or go through the fact that their partner's not attracted to them anymore they lose their partner because we, we go through the same cycle of just doing stupid shit as men as we always do it does happen because mm. you're not making your partner excited anymore because you're not excited about yourself anymore. You know, it's, it's the women, charisma women are, the energy women that you have when you by, met. Women yeah. are attracted by, by men. You know, I, mm. I don't need to define a man. If you don't understand the meaning of a man, then you need to go and look back at yourself and figure out your shit ultimately. But men are leaders. Men are like, the savages, you know, that's what we are. We're we're animals, and we don't we're the only animals that don't want to accept what we are. So that means that we always have to be consistent. We always have to be brutal. We always have to be more savage. We always have to be more than what we are, and we always have to want more, you know. And that also makes your woman, like your partner, attractive. It's like, wow, this is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel protected. I feel safe. If someone fucking knocks on my door, this man is out in his boxes, you know, on the street like, like a beast, <laughs> you chest, know. Yeah. But that's what you want. So yeah. to sit back as a man and be like, like, life is this, life is that. And it is hard, man. It, it is, it is it's hard. A challenge. Like, I think the thing that we we all as individuals get stuck with, and particularly business owners, because we, we're trying to develop something. We're trying to build something. We want to create something, right? And when we have that innate... Um, that feeling in us, which we we're like, we want to do this, and that's challenged by the either the outside world or by ourselves. Like, I'm not good enough. I don't think I can do it. We admire the people that can overcome those feelings and do it in spite of. 
Like, yeah. in spite of the difficulties, and just like the things that I've been through this year, I'm not going to bleat on about them, which I have done a few times. But like, imagine someone they left a scar, didn't they? You know, but when, <laughs> when, 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 let's say, when someone loses their job, yeah, that's a really difficult situation. Yeah, no, see, oh, but then, but when you lose, but when you lose your job, your car, your home, like yeah. all of it at the same time, that's like a big, like you, you got about thirty five plates to spin, and whether it is my fault or not, it's still ridiculously difficult. Okay, but let me ask you this: go. Because we've been through this and there's a karmic cycle, yeah. right? It's called the karmic cycle. Yeah. You 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 get somewhere, mm -hmm. then you get back to where you started. What is your karmic cycle? Because you're doing something consistently in your life that brings you back to the start. So it doesn't matter how far you go, you're going to get banged back down there yeah. because you haven't learned the first time. So genuinely, why... Did you end up in the same position at the start of the year, even though you were doing so well? I know exactly what it is. And I could tell. Like, well, I'm... let's talk about that because most people complained. Oh, this, this is going. But the reality is. It's my job. It's me. It's me. So, but why? I... What's the real? <clears throat> the, the, the whole reason my life has continued on this cycle is because I gave up who I was. Right. I, I know who I am. And every time I've got to that realization, like I want to own a business, I want to do this, I want to be in great shape, and I've done all those things, I end up in a position because of the society and because of the way that we're conditioned and how difficult it is. I go, I go back, but I'll go back into a job, right? I'll, when I go back into a job after a period of time, I'm like this is great, I've got security, I've got money coming in, and after six months, my brain is Mr. Entrepreneur. It's like I want to do something, I want to build something, and then after a while, I start to get to a place where like, like. It let's causes... dig deeper. Mm. Why you, you had you had a partner? How like what what happened there? Let's so, let's let's go into that because now, now I'm gonna ask you some questions and sure. I don't want to be your consultant, <laughs> but like but like yeah. just same as me, same as you. Like we're we're, we're good looking guys. We've, we've never had problems with with women, but something always fucks up, and I always think is the women. But then I look back at myself and I'm like, bro. Like, I would hate me. Like, if I, like, if I was on the other side of the bench, I'd be like, how the fuck am I dealing with this guy? So what happened there? This this is a is a very complex and difficult situation because ultimately, like, I, I had worked incredibly hard to build my relationship back because we tried. And because yeah. I'm, I'm a recovered drug addict yeah. over the years, like, I found it incredibly difficult to... Like, it's difficult for anyone to be in any relationship with me, friendship. Yeah. Like, because... I'm making a mess of my life and I didn't know why I couldn't understand it. I Massively, couldn't stop yeah. doing it. I was doing it every day and I just couldn't stop. Right. So then when you become out of that world and you're trying to rebuild yourself, you're, you're, you have no idea who you are. You meant touched on it earlier. I had no idea. Massively, who I was. Yeah. So I'm trying to reestablish myself and I've got all these traumas and this self doubt and the, the shame and the guilt. And you're trying to be in a relationship with someone that innately can't be attracted to you as a human being because she's lost all respect for who you are. So, and then you, that was such a big fucking part of you, which yeah, is scary because yeah. drugs can be such a big part of you, of your character. Then you lose that. Then almost, it's almost Who like, am I? see Who that, am but I? that's, that's honestly there. Most people won't admit to that, but it's fucking sad because I went through that. A lot really? of people go through that and, and we're not guys, we're not talking heroin here and stuff. We're talking stupid. Fucking, I was one step like, away. Like the, I, the, that heroin is the only thing I didn't do. Really? Yeah, so, but I did like, everything. But, but I'm, fuck, you didn't cross that line because sometimes there's no coming back. I mean, even even when I got when in, when I, I mean, again, this is a business podcast and we're sort of venturing into some dark. But, it, it, but this it is the reality. From yeah? there. It you starts know, somewhere. I'm, you know, I've been sober a very long time, so which is a great thing. Um, and but when you know when I got into crack, it was like I did crack three times, and I remember. Um, 
mate, this is a business podcast. I don't know. I've got no, but no, but you <laughs> mate, I listen, it's like it's the reality. I've said it the other day, and probably probably should cut that out, but I said it the other day, right? Yeah. There's certain things, and, and I've realized that with a lot of people, a lot of people kind of bang on about the shit they've done and where they are. So I'd always advise someone, do you know what? Don't talk about the worst parts of your life until you are on top of the mountain, because otherwise, if you're still trying to climb up there and you start throwing out all your 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 stuff basically are people and what brought you here people are not going to believe you deserve to be there so they're going to start kicking you back down you know so the reality is some things you need to keep to yourself when you're on top of the mountain then use it as an inspiration you see i i i i have a, i've got a feeling right and sometimes it like so i can only ever be me and being if you're me, honest yeah i can only ever be me like the reality of my life is the reality of my life like and, and people yeah. you don't often need to go out and tell everyone who i am and what i've done and blah 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 yeah, but at the same just time someone in the bible like, listen mate, it's like, yeah. dude, i've been I doing, doing crack yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the fuck this guy's that's my mate don't worry but, <laughs> I just uh, sat there. <laughs> I, i've got this i've got this distinct feeling though that one of the most important human elements whether you're a business owner whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're just you know, Joe blogs from down the pub is we've all experienced life, right? And, you know, sometimes we like to understand who somebody is in order to gain some, some understanding of what they're about. So like I've fucked up loads of times in my life, but I'm not afraid to be like, I have done those things. I've got nothing to yeah. hide. This is who I am now. This is the things I know. This is how I can help you. By the way, guys, I wouldn't start, like, if you've been through that, I wouldn't start the introduction like that. Like, <laughs> hi, I'm Liam. I used to do crack. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you just don't. Yeah, I'm all right now, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely don't well, do right, it now. I'm good. That's the money. <laughs> well, I think, you know, this is actually, it brings me back to, to something because we want to give some proper business advice here as well. And, and obviously, I coach people in real estate and I've actually given that up now because there's nothing fucking worse than spending an hour of your day with someone that's not ambitious because they suck it out of you. They're like, oh, they just suck the life out of you. So I've stopped doing that. So we're just putting it through as a, as a training program, free crests and, and so on. Yeah. But one thing that I say to, to people is introduction is, is massive, right? So for example, let's say we do a Zoom, right? Like we do a Zoom meeting, I've got Zoom Zooms with clients. Behind me, most people tend to do that bluffing. You just don't see nothing in the background. So you just end up with my face. Behind me, I put like a whole display of everything that I'm interested in. Okay. And this is a fantastic technique for anyone that does meetings online or whatever. And behind me is a, there's a whole, and if you do a zoom or something, you'll see it. I've got a whole display of everything that I'm passionate about. Boxing, books that I read that are very clear. You can see the kind of books that I read and what kind of person I am. All the awards that I've won in real estate, all number ones, you know, um, I've got a Rolex on the show, luxury, I like that. I've got animals like leopards and stuff. So the reason I do that is because people want to have something in common with the guy. You know, if I'm the guy for real estate, the first thing someone's going to do when they jump on my meeting is, is look behind me to see if they can find something in common with me. Because yeah. I do the same fucking thing when I walk around the client's house and I see a football show and then I'm like, oh, you like Tottenham, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? But yeah. you, you build something in common with It's them. like some sort of rapport building. I, I, Straight away, within three seconds, you grab someone's attention. You I know? get it. And then, I, I think when sometimes, you know when sometimes you get on a Zoom and then you can see the backdrop's completely not real? 
I'm like, where the fuck does like, this guy live? Uh, yeah. Bro, I mean, you're right. Like, do you yeah. need, like, what do you need? He's got his wardrobe behind him half his clothes hanging out. Like, I know, but you can't see it because he's blurred. Do you know what I mean? So it makes you question things straight away. But just have that. It doesn't cost a lot. Just have what you're passionate about, what you love, and then just, bro. Well, Rolex costs a few yeah. quid to Well, do you know what? Put something else. Put, like, just put <laughs> a watch joking, or man. put anything up there, you know? Yeah. Put a, a watch, but I suppose have what you're truly passionate about. Have them on there and just let it do the job for you. And then what I say other that if the the, uh, the meeting is in person, what I do with every meeting that I have, I, I take control of the meeting. I walk in the house, for example, and I'm like, hi, really nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, do you want to have a look around? No, no, let's take a, come and take a seat. So I take control of the meeting, okay? This is not a technique. This is to show that, you know, I'm, I'm here to fucking talk business. Let's talk a seat and uh, let's take a seat. Then what I do, look, so first thing I want to do, thank you for having me over. Yeah. I wanted to introduce myself. Okay, so the first thing I say is I'm uh, the most sought after agent in the UK. Okay, I work with high net worth individuals, footballers, celebrities. I manage the property needs, whether it's buying or selling, right? I've been on TV, I've been in the Forbes, in the Times. Um, I've sold millions and millions worth, worth of property. Okay, but before that, I was a chef, I was a great chef as well. You know, do you remember lockdown? So, what I do, uh, I showcase my skills very quickly, but not enough to fucking bore them and sound like I'm boasting. But enough to show my client that he's in good hands. He's not. I'm not going to waste his time. Okay, so I captured the attention like that. The next thing, I build human connection. I show him that I'm a hard worker. I worked in hospitality. This is not my first business. I've done something else. Um, I've worked hard. Then obviously, what I do, I bring it back to real estate. So, I'll be like, what I've done, I've used all my uh, skill set. I've transferred all the skills from from hospitality into real estate mm -hmm. okay because i look at every time i deliver a service and i sell a property i look at it as a dish it needs to be the same as the last one you know um but i just wanted to introduce myself a bit then who who are you who am i talking to if you don't mind yeah, me asking yeah. then i let them talk in most cases when i introduce myself like that but when i come in so strong about the the fact that i manage high net worth individuals already mm -hmm. you know i'm already working with people up here i'm already trusted by people up here um that makes them instantly want to have something in common with me. You wouldn't believe how many people say to me like, oh, I cook. I cook at home. Oh, I've done a bit of cooking. I love cooking. Or they, they bring something they have in common with you and boom, you just build a relationship. From then on, the rest of the conversation and the pitch will have to offer, it's already has a lot of value because I've already managed to build something in common with them. So I'll urge anyone that listens to the pod, this podcast, Tell people in short who you are. Introduce yourself. Control the conversation at the meeting first. Introduce yourself. Don't fucking make it long, all right? Just, <laughs> just bring your life. Compress your life, all right? For best bits if you can. Make it emotional. Make it have some sort of a happy ending, if you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, the conversation from then on, I, I, I don't walk into one meeting now where I don't close the contract at 2.5%. And it's the highest fee in the UK. People like you can't get 2.5% in Sussex. Motherfucker, I just got 2.5% plus marketing and plus an extra 10% incentive if I sell above the asking price. So there's, there's belief systems, you know, but... It's yeah. competency. You can charge... You can charge what you want when you're when you're as skilled as you well, are. Well, when you've just made friends with someone, you can charge what you need to charge. And I, I, the thing is, is like I, I've been in sales and, and communication for a very, very long time, and, and I've dealt with a lot of business owners, but I've also dealt with a lot of like retail, like car sales, motorbike sales. I've done, you know, everything I've done has compounded in my understanding of how to build relationships. And one thing, arguably, I, I enjoy the most is actually just getting to know someone. So when I go into a sales environment. 
my job, my, I'm not, I, I always, and I love doing it, is like, I want to get to know that person. Like, what's your business about? How, how, how do you actually want your business to look? Where do you want to take it? Not like, you know, well, we can do this, this, and this. It's like, I don't care about what I can do for you just now. Right? I want to know if actually what I can do can even help you. So tell me about your business. Tell me why you're in business. Tell me yeah. where you've got something like, I don't want to know about like, it's a disingenuous thing where it's like, oh, the weather this weekend and tell me about your kids. But to me, it's like, look, I'm a dad, you're a dad. Like, there's a terrain for us to talk about. I suppose about. those conversations happen when you've, we've we actually As you build, build a relationship. Built a relationship yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, I was your kids. Fuck your kids, man. <laughs> yeah. like, we need to find out what, what is it? And I think one of the best things I've learned in, in business <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying a bad way, but I mean, like, that's not what you need to talk about, you know, because what one thing I've learned in business, especially working with high net worth individuals, right? There has to be value there, otherwise he ends up in wasting time. Yeah, you know, we're not here to, we're not you, here to you have to respect each other's time. You have to respect that person's time, your client's time. Yeah. They have to respect your time, okay? Because otherwise you're going to need to figure out very quickly. You put you yourself gonna, on a lot of How are you going to get my 15 them, yeah. minutes back? You know, how are you going to get my 15 minutes back? Because you wasted my time now. You know, sometimes you need to remember, I drive two, three hours to a property across the country. And if I haven't qualified that, that client correctly to begin with, I could be driving six hours on my day for, nothing. for absolutely nothing. You know? yeah. So the conversations happen way before that. So exactly what you said, first of all, can I even help the person before I go? Can there? I help you? Like before we go into this, like we, 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 if we're business owners or we're people that are, are like, you, the reason we're talking is inherently there's something I can do for you that will either solve a problem you believe that I could solve a problem or maybe you don't even know, but I'm not going to sit here and start talking about you and your kids until we've a understood what we're trying yeah. to do together. But then after that, we'll build a relationship. Like I, I, I'm, I, I love building relationships. So like it's, 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 it's time appropriate. Like, okay. So we know now we can work together. Yeah. Now we can build a friendship. Yeah. Because a lot of my clients that I worked with and, and I have worked with, I'm still in touch with them. Like I'll get yeah, messages just, from it. I'll ring them up. We have a good chinwag. We have well, a laugh. You, you're that. in a business where I suppose it's like, it's a repeat business as well. So you, you have to, you have to farm clients. But I think one good thing you said that is when you, when you build a good relationship with a lot of the people that I work with, they give me advice. They'll tell me, oh man, it's like, you know, you don't think you could change it around. I work, I work with billionaires. I work with managing directors for car companies and they'll tell me how to retain my own agents, how to keep my agents, not forced. Yeah or how to actually offer them something that won't let them leave. Yeah. Also, can I sit like that on camera or like can everyone see it? <laughs> yeah, we can see it. Yes, I see both people say, can you sit like that please? So, so we look like we do business. Okay? Um, <laughs> or in so, some sort of car. I know, if I, if I, like, honestly, if I see any more, guys, stop doing this. Okay, just stop, <laughs> stop doing it. No one gives a the fuck. Mood you're not in a cult, you're not in the Illuminati, you're, you're just, yeah, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Just fucking stop it. Um, so I, I think <laughs> at the moment, you know, I've got one last question that I'd really like Can to I ask. Can I ask you one quickly? Yeah, go for it. What's, like, I think from all your experiences, what do you think is the best business advice you could give someone? Like, if they just want to get into business, what's the best thing you've learned about business? Well, so here's, there's two, there's two caveats to that. So the first one is, is I've, I've had and run a few businesses in my past and they have failed, right? Because I, I was doing it all on my own and I didn't really understand what was going on. I was trying my hardest, but my intentions were like, I need to earn money. I want to build a business and blah, blah, blah. Right. So intent is one thing. 
for me, my, the, my intent with my business is to deliver the very best service I can without sounding cheesy. But like, if you've got a problem that you need solving, I will get that solved. I'm not going to be the one to do the deal, but I've got the exact person in that industry that will fix that problem for you, right? To the highest competence. So my intent is one thing. The second is business partners, right? So my business partner, he's just sold his insurance company. He's doing so, so well in his life. And he he is where I want to end up. Good. So yeah. he's the finance director. I'm the ops. Right, director. okay. He, he, I ring him all the time and we joke about it. So he answers you. So he's like, he's, he's like a mentor like, yeah. to me. And like every person we speak to about this business, we get such great feedback because it's such a good quality business because we're not trying to take from anyone. We're just trying to like the brokers get a good service. The clients get just match people with the right we product. Match people. Yeah. We, you know, we match people through trying to understand how a client, how a business, what, what they actually want to achieve in the next 12 months, because most business owners come to, well, I just uh, need money, bro. But, no, but, most, but so here's the thing, right? Most business owners that are in the market for money are yeah. being marketed to because they're actively looking. Yeah. Yeah. So they're being marketed to. So there's 3% of the market that are looking for funding right now. Yeah. Yeah. Half of those people need funding because they're falling behind. Yeah. Which is harder to get funding for. Yeah. Right. So everybody's arm because wrestling the other for the ones, same They want thing. to expand. And yeah. that's easier to so, go. Yeah. The people that want to expand, the people that want to grow and develop their business because they're in a position to do that, are the people that aren't being marketed to because they're not looking at the moment. Yeah, they're thinking about it. But the people that are desperate and are looking I'll get now, you. that makes are, perfect sense. I get so it. there's 97 percent of the market that aren't. So being if I wanted to expand right now, but in all fairness, I'll tell you a cool story. Actually, um, we've been approached when we've launched. We've been approached by a very wealthy individual from London. Um, that yeah. we still work very closely to now. Yeah. And because remember, we were, we went through a very hard period of time. Yeah. From yeah. January to March, we were like, fucking broke, you know? And now on launch, we've just been approached by someone and they're willing to invest in the company, you yeah. know? And we went for, for a really attractive sum, um, over like, what is it, six? Yeah, six digits over, like, nice anyways. Yeah, good. And um, we're like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, and... And what happened is like, yeah, perfect. I'm going to send it to my uh, trustees or whatever, and they'll they'll start the process. And uh, we were prepared to give a, a part of our company away, you know, but it just showed how much someone believed in us, which for us was like, fucking come on, we got this. And then the trustees came back and they were like, they're asking all these questions, right? Bap, 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 bap. And I sat there, me and, me and Zara, we looked at each other and I was like, bro, what the fuck this? I was like, how comes is it that these guys are protecting their clients' investments so much and we're not protecting the business that we just went through fucking blood, sweat and tears to build. We're not, we're just giving it away after yeah. what we've just been through. So we emailed the guy straight away and he was like, look, thank you very much for, for your interest, but we want to pull our offer away. And we pulled our offer. And we, it's like, we've always been protected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but, can, can I just, cause I've come from that, that world, like, um, I would always, I would always say to a business owner, use debt over equity because equity, you're never, ever stopping paying a percentage of your business out. Yeah. But when you use debt, you can clear that early. You can pay that across the term and you've only ever given out a set amount. As, yeah. So let, we always look at interest as like a, uh, so this a is fee. a good, this is so, cause we've got, we've got time because let's, let's talk about this. Cause I think <laughs> you do go an hour. Taylor, we're all right. Well, we? we're good. Yeah. How long we got now?
But Sorry. so look, so let's say because there's a lot of people out there that start new businesses and they don't they don't understand about this. Personally, I didn't understand about this a little while ago, right? Yeah. So you got you got you got a business. Is what, what would you recommend to someone with a small business? Would you recommend they find an investor and give away or share their business, or would you recommend that? It depends. So let's say um, your business is in real estate. Yeah. And you wanted somebody, somebody came to you and they have come from that world and they've succeeded massively. And they said, we'll give you X for this. Like, let's say we'll give you a hundred grand for 10% of your business. Yeah. 15% of your business. Yeah. Um, but what we'll do is we will do this, this, and this for you to help you grow. Yeah. That to me is a worthwhile do you think but what if that person takes over your business and starts telling you what to fuck to do no, no you set you them in up, terms you set them yeah. in terms like if you've got 15 they've, they've got 50 they've got non no yeah. rights they've only got 15 percent. Yeah. yeah and also you set out a plan as what you're doing with the capital so this underground we're going to be spending on this this and this with a potential for these this these yeah. returns right so those people know the game. They're gonna. It's their risk. They'll put the money in, and they've got to trust you to do what they're gonna do. Yeah. And they're gonna assist you. Would you do that? If so you had I've, the opportunity. Yeah. So. If, <laughs> like, if yeah. I had, yeah. No, but, but this is the thing. Like, if you've got a business that's been running for two years or longer, and it's turning over a certain figure, and then somebody comes in and tries to give you an offer, unless they're adding value to your proposition, there's no point. There's no point. Yeah. You would take debt over equity because debt is a lender going, yeah, here's some money. Yeah, you can pay Wait, this off month, early. Yeah, There's no yeah. fees, no settlement, right? You yeah. can then pay them off and you still have 100% of your business. So you've taken, you've leveraged someone else's money and turned that into more money. Yeah, but, massive, yeah, yeah. So that's one, Facts. one. Well, that's a really good factor to, to sort of consider. But also, like, in, in the whole pursuit of growing a business, and I, and I think this is important to sort of mention, like, a lot of business owners, right, aren't thinking about their long-term future but if they pose themselves one question if i gave you 200 grand today yeah as a business owner if i give you 200 grand as an entrepreneur if i give you 200 grand what could you do with that money if you ask me just any you're like, if me, this is the question i, I think I'll tell you straight away i'll do with that yeah i'll put that in fucking marketing brand awareness yeah. i will get the brand like but in this front is... of every motherfucker that's interested yeah. in real estate, yeah. they'll be like everywhere. Like my face will be on posters, on the <laughs> fucking buses. Person, like the best advice I could give everyone in business is focus on your personal brand because yeah. that will last forever. You know, that's a good you personal yeah. brand will last forever. It's like even if your business goes to shit, you still have a skill to work with your fucking face. So your face doesn't go away. Your business might, but your face will remain. Yeah. And I think for me. The most successful part, because remember, I had to start this business twice from cold. Uh, from cold, the first time I got into real estate, excuse me, was from cold. When I left that that brokerage, I had to start from cold again. Yeah, because you've so got, you can't touch you any how, of your old exactly. Clients, really. So it shows you how strong a personal brand is. The other part I'd say is prioritize networking. So this is the thing, right? So my business partner is heavy on the networking side. I'm heavy on the personal brand side. And like, for me, like, I think there's so many unspoken things about the funding and finance world that business owners don't know about or aren't even considering because, you know, when we go into property development, yeah, we always, they always use the bank's money, the buy to let mortgage thing. That, yeah, they're course, they're yeah. always doing that. They're always leveraging the bank's money. It's never your money. <laughs> it's never your money, but they're always willing to use the bank's money, right? 
to make more money and they look at it as a low leverage but when they look at it like a business loan they go oh the rate's high or this is this and this is that you go well if i gave you 100k could you turn that into 500k and does that make the interest worth paying oh yeah because it's yeah. only turning it's and just the eight percent from the 100k you know here, this is the most beautiful the thing <laughs> even if it was a 20 percent apr right if i gave you 200k yeah and you had to pay back 400 Right, but you added 150k in turnover to your business every every quarter or every six months or well, every year. Course, yeah. That's turnover indefinitely. So you've taken a risk. Your monthly, as long as you can stomach well, the I monthly payments. The, the, the problem is, is people know that they probably the business won't be able to operate that. So most again, it goes back to most people are scared of taking risks. You know, and, and as like, entrepreneurs, it yeah. surprises me that entrepreneurs. Like, I, so I, I closed a deal with this guy, right? He rang me up and he was like, I, I want, I want, I want 50K. And I said, what's the 50K for? And he, we went through this. Just want fucking 50K, bro. Yeah, right? I just want 50K, asking bro, questions. Yeah. The bounce back line. That's what everyone questions, Just give me the 50K, all right? right. So we went, <laughs> but we went through his process and he was worried about, oh, the interest and he was worried about this and that. And I, and I just had to explain to him. I was like, look, you know. Do you want 50K or not? No, but it's, <laughs> yeah. No, but it, like, look, can your business stomach the monthly payment? Yes, it can. If I give you 50K right now, we, he ended up taking 75. If I give you 75K right now, what could you do? Two weeks later, after all his worrying, I said to him, once you've signed the paperwork, the decision then is what do I do with the 75K? Not, or what about this? What about that? Like, Once we've signed this, you're now in the exercise of being an entrepreneur, not a decision maker. So once the 75 grand was in his bank, he rang me two weeks later. He was like, I just bought another taxi firm for 24 grand. Yeah. I was like, well, how many cars is that? And he was like, well, it pays the monthly payment. So I was like, and you've still got 52 grand left. And he was like, yeah. So, so what like, are you going to do with the other 52 grand? So there is, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it makes you are, think because you, you have the cash flowing exercise. Yeah. Cause you, you have to, you have to make sure that the that, that money with the interest is getting paid back, you know, so figure that out first. But it's just the month. We, we think about the total figure, right? But it's over six years. So the monthly repayment is what you've got to factor in. If you're turning over 50 a month and you've got a two grand payments coming out, well, no, yeah, you've got 48K yeah. left to, to do your other thing. But you've also taken 100K. You've got 100 grand yeah, no, to go exactly. about your business. And if you if you if if I said to you, I'll get you 100 grand now, you'll put 50K on marketing and fucking podcasts and whatever else, getting your brand out there. You've still got another 50K to do loads of other activities, CRM systems, fucking this, that, and the other. Right? You course, build out the functionality of the business oh yeah so, massively so what is stopping a lot of business owners from really taking a bigger portion of the market is I don't fear think a lot and of business, yeah of course a lot a lot of business owners i think that they're very safe a lot of business owners are very old school they only work with their own capital you know so i think this is more of a new thing you know where people understand that debt is actually good you know because robert kiyosaki not, talks about it all the yeah, time he's like oh, i'm a multi-billionaire He's like, I'm, I've got billions I mean, in assets, but I have millions of debt. Yeah, millions of debt. You leverage that's, that's other people's money. But I think, and, and it's fucking tax-free, let's not forget. Well, it, like debt, debt again, debt, debt is a scary thing because people consider debt to be credit card debt or personal loans, right? But when you're in a business and you do, like, unless you're in recovery yeah, but mode. That loan, that loan, that loan that is lo tax-free. It, that loan is tax free exactly but it's tax free like but the, see the, the tax that's different in the in the in the in the u.s law because what they'll do is they'll they they take shares of their company and then they they get a loan against that yeah and then that's where they pay but no, so the loan for example if you, you gave if you gave finance to a company that's not taxable surely it's not taxable but 
they can't draw that into their personal bank. No, that's fine. Yeah, but for the business, but I, I mean, for a business, and if you if you get a good a, a set of good accountant, you can pay for pretty much everything with your business. You yeah, know? that's I the mean, reality. Can, like, yeah. it's clients entertain, home office, car, clothes, clothing, yeah. the suit. You know, you paid for this, queen, right? <laughs> <laughs> the king. Sorry, the king. The king I do apologize. Now. But it's it's, it's, it's work clothing. So. Good Look, accountants are hard, mate. Good accountants are hard to come by because I've got a fantastic guy. By the same time, I recommend this: do not get an accountant until you're making fucking money. Most people think like, right, I got a business idea. I'm going to set up the limited company. I'm going to fucking call the accountant, build the website. Where's your money? How are we making money? Yeah. How much money have you made in? I'll probably, I won't even fucking do. It. I'll be honest with you, and I'm saying this on live to everyone. I will not even register a limited company until I've made hundred grand. Really? I'm not even well, a sole no. trader, isn't it? Exactly. I will not register a limited company. No one would even know that money's came. Because what you're gonna do is you're you're gonna make the hundred grand, maybe next year you're not gonna do fuck all, and then you're gonna have to pay tax on the the extra twenty grand you've made anyway. So just shut your mouth, do what you're doing. If the business goes and next year you made another two hundred grand, then build your limited company, get yourself an accountant, but make sure that money's coming in. Maybe what I'm teaching you here is a bit dodgy and stuff, but ultimately <laughs> Like you cannot start registering businesses against your name if you're not making fucking money. I think the 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 entity itself, like this is where um the criteria sort of comes in, like because if you've got a plan for your business and you know that what you do is a viable model, so like your business and my business is like it's a sideways move. You know that selling high-end real estate is something you can do and you've done to a high level. Yeah. So your personal brand exists, you move across, you then start then. So you can stay as a sole trader until you've earn x amount of money and that money can then be deployed and then you go right i can start oh, my limited Mouse company limited, yeah you can do whatever jordan michael jordan limited yeah, yeah you you can do it's irrelevant so for me now what, what, what like we've got our limited company our limited company is set up in such a way so um we we ha have our revenue sources those revenue sources are then measured against our books so when i go to a lender or two in, in a few years time we need to get an office we need to because I'll always use somebody else's money to grow and develop my business course, because yeah. I'm in that industry. I understand it. Um, you know, the brokerages I've worked for, like, we all use it because it's like, oh, I've got to do an office refit. Well, why would I use my money? Exactly. If I've got to do an office refit, I've got to get out an entire new office with everything. I'll use somebody else's money, make it bigger, employ more staff, they'll earn more money. And then. Very good question, actually. So let's say, for example, the company doesn't work out. The guys just took our 50 grand finance, the one we just spoken spoken about, and his company goes bust. What happens with that? Is he going to be liable? Is the company liable? So it, it, it all depends because let's say to, to get 50K, you have to qualify for 50K. All right. So you have so to pass your I mean, own credit check. You have to, you've got to have your personal credit check. Yeah. You've got to be a homeowner. You've got to be of good uh, financial standing in you your own You've got to be name. a good fucking human being. Basically. You, you know, you, you've got to stack up because it's 50 bags. You're yeah. getting 200 bags for someone. Like finding a client that yeah. can get 200 bags is hard yeah because people want 200 grand but you're like you don't no, qualify no, mate, I, I, I know it I, I had mentees that couldn't pass a credit check for for three grand a month yeah do you know what i mean so that's like a grand a month things yeah. like that so it, it, it is but no completely completely but as a, as a marketplace it's very difficult to understand because it's not like the conventional credit you don't go on fucking compare the market look for a credit card get a yes or a no there's 95 lenders the reason a broker has a job is he they will look at your criteria they'll look at your bank statements they'll look at your accounts and they'll away. say yeah, right no. that lender will do this 
Or if not, I can I can maybe do 50K here and 75 there. Yeah. But I can get you the money. Now, does this work? And then that's what a good broker will do. But a lot of brokers these days, and like again, that that and I've done this in the past. It's like, you know, a good uh, uh, a broker that is just trying to get the commission out of the deal will literally just get the information, just ping it out to every lender and see which one says yes. Yeah. With no attempt to explain the quality of the business, what the plan is with the money, what this and that is like. There's auto-approved systems. Yeah. They'll put it in and they'll get a decline. They're locked out for six months. But if you adequately explain this is the business, this is their equity, this is how they're going to afford yeah. the payments, this is how they're going to do this, this is why they're doing it, please see this and this. Like The underwriter will look at it and go, yeah, sweet, we'll do this. Yeah, sound, yeah. But if you just put in the one page, like turns over this, does this, like we're going to go, there's yeah, no information. Well, no, of course, in. I suppose it's the same with, with a mortgage and, yeah. and everything else. And That's why mortgage brokers have a job. Otherwise, you just go to the bank yourself. Of course. Yeah, that you, they, they, you know. It is, but even that's why more, you even, have a job. Even with mortgage brokers, it's, it's, it's deadly sometimes. You know? Yeah, because they don't know. The, 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 like, the, the professionalism, you, 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 this isn't talking bad about any industry. No broker is a bad broker, in my opinion, right? But there are competent brokers that I would suggest that if you can find one, utilize them because they will do the deal for you the way you need it. If you don't get a good quality broker, you're going to get you the see, doors like, locked and all these I ways. get that, but you know what? I've got this thing. I fucking hate working with boring people, mate. I don't care what industry you're in. If you're boring, like, I don't care if you're the best. If you're like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? But what, the, what you tend to find very quickly is that boring people are not very successful. Like, even though you might feel like they're, they're not, but they're not actually boring. They're either very clever or something. But most people that, that work in a face-to-face -face, in, in a face-to-face -face environment, they're not boring people. They're people of a character and a personality. Mm. People that act on a genuine, um, on a genuine page, and they can they can relate to other people. Yeah, you know. So when you're working in this type of services, if you are that dull person, yeah. if you are like, oh, like, oh, like, just there, you know, if you just exist. <laughs> It's probably best that you find something like in the back office, you know, because like the yeah. face to face people in this in this type of service industries, but it's face to face. The only people that tend to come out on top are the ones with a personality that are not afraid to put themselves there. I mean, it's got to have the you got to have the, the personality along with the skills, and like those those two combinations. Oh are yeah, difficult. of course. It's like the top one percent of men. Like to be in the one percent of men, you got to own a hundred. You got to be over six foot. You got to earn over a hundred grand. You've got to be good looking. Okay. You've got to be. You got a good. Jeez, I was yeah. smacking. I'm a fucking zero point zero point five percent. Okay, they're going like it's like all of these things, yeah, that factor into like yeah. A, a high why, why you're right? So what if you go right? Why if you go like this? If you have over a hundred grand, yeah. If you have four kids, if you have a, a partner that loves you. I'm fucking in the 0.001%, right? Exactly. So, but what, really? I, what, what, yeah. Fucking, I'm out. Finish this, I'm done. Man. I need to pay you <laughs> for this podcast moving for Fuck, really? Because, yeah, because, like, it's, yeah. Right, so, like, there's Shit. statistics. Like, so, if even if you've got hair, to be in the top and 1%. I've got long hair, fuck you've it. Got to be, you've got to have hair. You've got to be good looking. You've got to earn over 100 wait, wait, grand. Wait, wait, you've got wait, to have wait, 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 charisma, wait, wait, personality. Wait, wait. Here it comes. Like, here you may know. Oh, right. So, what are we saying, guys? So, what Liam is basically saying, guys, is that we are in the top 0.0.1%, meaning that I am. What I'm, I'm a god. I'm, I'm a fucking god. We have ended this. <laughs> we're going to end this podcast. Do not end this, this podcast. It's just getting better. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I brought Moses onto the <laughs> and show. And I'm tattooed, full of muscles, is business owner, father of four, in a partnership. 
<laughs> what a winner. <laughs> <laughs>